0: All right, flex. You could see
1: another spin-off of a Game of Thrones character other than Jon Snow. Who would it be?
0: I would like to see Jamie Lannister when he's in his prime.
1: Ooh, Ricky. Ooh, that's a spicy <laughs> take. How about Ricky? Let's go Obi-Wan style. Let's go limited series with him. I don't know what battle we would go to, but him just like mm. gathering the troops right on get charles dance back in there like commanding him him leading the troops mel gibson style uh braveheart style i like that freedom
0: no yeah i think jamie lannister i think like one of the things in game of thrones like we got to see the dragons we got to see john snow like actually like leading the north against ramsey bull and, and we saw we, we got to see a lot of what we wanted what we didn't get to see it's Jamie Lannister with two hands. <laughs> like, Ricky, that's what we Ricky want. Flex.
1: How long have you been thinking about this? Like, cause I was expecting like a a sequel spinoff, like maybe like a uh, like a Sansa or an Arya, but all of a sudden you go with Jamie Lannister prequel <laughs> series. How long have you been thinking about this, Ricky Flex? Uh,
0: it took me two seconds after you asked me the question.
1: Wow, I'm impressed. Let's get to it. What do you want me to do with this? Wear it. Burn it whatever you want. You have Castle Black.
0: My watch is ended.
1: This is the Drive-In Podcast. Take one. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Welcome to episode 117 of The Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode, we have The Checkup with yours truly, Dr. O. Along with a trailer roundup featuring Netflix's upcoming film starring Ana de Armas, Blonde. So use the bathroom now, grab that popcorn, and enjoy episode 117 of The Drive-In Podcast. Howdy, duty! Welcome to episode one one seven of TDI. This is Doctor O on the horn, as usual. I'm joined by the one and only Ricky Flex, my best friend, my co-host, Ricky Flex. It is Monday when we are recording right now. We have a chock full of news checkup here, Ricky Flex. How excited are you to jump on this news?
0: We finally got a trailer. We got we got a trailer for Blonde.
1: This <laughs> movie.
0: It was supposed to come out in like 2020, 2019, but we've seen no, we didn't see any stills, no footage. Like, we finally got what we wanted, and it, yes, it wasn't long, but we finally got it. So, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. There are some heavy hitters though in this checkup.
1: Oh my god,
0: Ricky, like, I can't wait! We, we're, we had to leave out because this would have been a three hour pod. We left out Zach Efron, A24 News like his comeback even though he looked like he hit his bottom with Firestarter that might be his breakout like comeback starter i don't know what he's how. doing
1: that Then he's doing the Nicole Kidman movie for Netflix that's another it, one
0: so we we aren't even talking about that we're not like there's so many things that we're not talking about but it's because of how bulky this checkup is so it's very exciting to see i love i this is why i love this podcast this i love i love cinema i love news i love rumors and known to be rumors becoming true which we are about to talk about
1: efron's pretty exciting just because he had probably the worst movie of his career and yet he's now announced since then right with an a24 movie and then a big netflix movie alongside someone who is blazing hot right now with nicole kidman that makes no
0: sense like it really makes no sense how it happened except like as he's getting older, just and like he worse, is,
1: it's... he's intrigued with doing movies. They're like, oh, yeah, we got to get Zach Efron in a movie. Like, that's pretty good. And they look at, like, this could be a great, like, reclamation project. He could be like, A24 is like the platform he needs, right? To turn into like the actor we once thought, the pro- the prince that was promised, like, similar to like another
0: story. They did it with Pattinson. And, hey, I'm just saying, I was not happy. When you, picked- it. you can't do
1: that. You can't no, do that, no, to
0: him. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I, I, that's just a bad analogy, but it's, you know what I'm trying to say. But, hey, I was upset when you picked him in the uh, untapped potential draft. I was upset because I said there's room to run. Hopefully he can live up to this potential now.
1: He's, got he's only 34 it, or 33 years. He's like, he's young. He's got to prove it, Ricky Flex. He's got to prove, it. Got to that's prove the, it. That's the only thing we got to see. Uh, all right we got to get to the checkup. I think we got to lead off with the biggest news story from the past week. Guess what? Kit Harington is going to reprise his role as Jon Snow to lead a Game of Thrones sequel series. Okay? This will be I guess George R.R. Martin will not be involved with the development of this series. He's still working on, right? His last book in the Game of Thrones franchise, the one that has led to a lot of discussion regarding the development of season eight of game of thrones ricky flux i want your initial reactions to kit harrington returning to maybe the most iconic role in the history of game of thrones for a sequel series
0: i'm not gonna lie at first it was i was not happy about it all right i'm just gonna be honest here okay so just bear with me at first i said why would he go back to this because he's just become an mcu superhero he's about they just teased it at the end of eternals him getting his own project or at least side by side, side with arguably the high, like the most like in demand or I don't know the words but maybe the best actor right now in Marshal Ali. So it's like why would you go back to the role that got you here? That seems like you're going backwards or you're or you, you are striking out in your other roles. So it doesn't make sense. So that was my initial reaction, but my overall reaction after that was, goddamn! Like, I love this. I, I like, I love Jon Snow. I was just listening to another draft. It was an HBO characters draft, and Jon Snow didn't get picked. And there was three other HBO uh, Game of Thrones. There was three other Game of Thrones characters picked, and 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 there are like honorable mentions. They mentioned other Game of Thrones characters, and they no one mentioned Jon Snow. And no one like mentioned like oh John Snow is gonna look bad if it's not like we don't talk about it they just didn't bring up John Snow I don't understand why do you think we're getting the spinoff show like like it's because it's John Snow he came back from the dead it took over I think that was the most like on Twitter I'm trying to think like live TV history that was like the most talked about thing I, or one of in TV history
1: Death and Return of John Snow is probably the most discussed or tweeted about topic in the history yes.
0: of television. So the so that's what I'm just trying to say. It's just like, that's just asinine how it wasn't even brought up, let alone picked in a draft for HBO characters. And if I'm going to see a spinoff, I know I just sent Jamie Lannister. I still hold, hold, hold that. I still hold that. But this is a great, like, oh my God, like, I'm actually happy about this because usually with spinoffs, they're not as good as the original. So I'm like, eh, this I'm actually really excited about. So I'm along long-winded answer. This is awesome. Surprising, but awesome.
1: This is so cool. This is so cool. This is my favorite character in the history of Game of Thrones. I don't care what every anyone says. I don't care about anyone saying that he is uh, a, un, like, a, basically an untalented actor when he is. He is. He's won two Emmys for playing the goddamn role. Okay? I get it. Like He, he repeats the same lines a lot. It's a little bit one note, but guess what? He nails it. He is so good at this character. And the fact that you are complaining that you're getting an, another season or another chance to witness this character, I don't want to hear it. I just don't want to hear it. Right? There's This has so much potential. You don't like the way season 8 ended with Jon Snow's character? Guess what? You get to see him have another shot at it, another crack at it. All right? What's he doing afterwards? All right? And people are saying, oh, my gosh, he can't carry a series. He can't do this or that. He carried six, what, five, six, seven, and eight pretty much for this show. And guess what? It's a Game of Thrones spin off series. What do we know about Game of Thrones? They have excellent ensembles to support whoever is starring in said episode, said season, right? We're going to get Tormund. We're, you can expect probably guest appearances from Sansa and Aria. You're going to see Grey Worm probably in here. You're going to see familiar. <sighs> characters in this show they're not going to introduce a whole different cast we have familiarity with the night's watch and who john snow has been associating with since right season eight's end i love this i'm a big fan i don't know what else to say i just think like I think- people i think people also sorry um they have this bad taste of season eight and they associate Jon Snow because he was at the center of everything for the past couple seasons. People started to like, I guess, turn on Game of Thrones a little bit, but people forget he was the heart of the, the heart of the show since season one, pretty much. Like he was not the reason everyone watched, but he's definitely a big a big factor, a big factor in general. Such a likable dude, such a likable character. If anyone was lined up to be an MCU hero after Game of Thrones, it was Kit Harington. For playing john snow so yeah any other thoughts
0: i think the only other thing that might hold this show back is the bad taste from season eight and people that don't even want to be associated with it or when they watch it and they see these characters like a brand if brand shows up in the show people might turn it off <laughs> like it's bad vibes I, yeah i i think people might even turn it off so that's the i think that's the only thing that's really holding it back as long as like the showrunner like everything is like coherent with like what game of thrones originally was and i think if like you bring back the likable characters like a tormund if we get a gray worm versus john snow That's battle what to I'm the death, begging for I'm like begging for that i think things could get interesting for sure it's just the bad taste in season eight that actually could hold it back um from people actually seeing this but i still think it's i like, got awesome no matter what i'm just saying i'm thinking devil's advocate here the other side
1: you're right no i i hear you but john snow is john snow like this franchise literally leapfrogged star wars in popularity in the 2010s that's how popular this was and who was the most popular character who was at the center of all the memes who was at the center of all the gifts who dominated conversation regarding tv and franchises in general it was john snow Right. It was Jon Snow. So people complaining about this, I do not want to hear it. Right. And I think this also falls in line with like what we're seeing with Obi-Wan Kenobi, like beloved character getting his own like series, right? A focus. Like Game of Thrones, like you share the wealth. There's so many juicy characters. That's where there might be some skepticism. All right, you don't share the wealth as much. It gets consolidated into one character. How do you do? But Game of Thrones, they're gonna figure out a way. They're gonna figure out a way to share the wealth a little bit. They're gonna give Torment his shine. If you're a Torment fan, you better be so pumped for this upcoming series. And I, I would assume Brand's not gonna be closely associated
0: with this. Yeah, you know, right? yeah. I, but I,
1: agree. I think a, a character like Arya. What's Macy Williams been doing lately? Nothing. Nothing. Right. Give her a shot of coming back as Arya fan favorite. Maybe she, like springboards her career a little bit. Get Sansa. She's been in a lull ever since the end of the X-Men franchise. Give her a little
0: spark. She's just in uh, the staircase.
1: Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah, You're right. You're right. You're right. That
0: but ending was terrible, by the way. That season finale.
1: Tough. Never. I I, I still gotta catch up on the show. I got I Man, got many things. It's
0: good, but the season finale was just like such a letdown. You just hate everybody.
1: How many episodes was it? Was it like five, six? Eight. Eight.
0: Eight. Yeah, uh, I, I actually don't recommend it anymore. The the ending, I just got sick of all the characters. You just hate everybody. Oh no. And it's it like it's honestly like I think it's pretty it's very well done. It's just I hate everybody.
1: Jeez Louise Ricky Flux. I guess Sansa needs this more than ever. Um but Jon Snow, like what direction do you want to see this character take potentially in the sequel series? Is he gonna be diving deep beyond the wall? Right. Is that the most logical place? Is there going to be like, so, uh, I, I, I don't even think there's another option. Like, Is there anything else that went through your brain?
0: It's, it's weird because it's like, all right, well, everyone's in peacetime as in the kingdoms. Right. And there's no more white walkers. So what is there to do? So they're going to have to come up with a story here. And I, I don't know what it would be. Cause this is past the books. Obviously. So, they're going to have to create an enemy that will be intriguing to us. And I personally would try to get it back to the kingdoms with Grey Worm because I just want to see that battle. But if I'm actually thinking rationally, it would have to be behind, but beyond the wall and just a new foe. And I don't know what that would be, but it won't be where Kendra or um, Jon Snow, what's her name? Uh, Kit, uh, uh lover, wife.
1: oh yeah yeah i know rose
0: leslie yes but what's her name in the show oh my god i don't know she was Uh, amazing i got i got i got it she's in the (laughs) time (laughs) Traveler's wife now that new hbo show that i have not trust me i know know. um but like they they can't go egret dang it and like the people that are far north they already did that so and like the White Walkers kind of washed everybody out and beyond the wall. So it's just I don't know what they're gonna do, but I I do have faith in it. I do. What about you? Like, what do you think?
1: I think it's gonna be something from beyond the wall because I think it's only logical. Maybe there's something that's left after the White Walkers have cleared everything out. It's not gonna be about him taking the throne. I don't think that's not. Uh, I, I think that's it's way too large of a scope. I think it's going to bring up a lot of bad memories. People are going to want, like people have been petitioning to like redo season eight. That's never going to, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen until they reboot the entire game of Thrones series, probably 20 years from now.
0: Um, If they ever do that.
1: But maybe, I don't know, maybe it's going to be Arya or Sansa calling on Jon Snow for help. That could be the other thing I can see happening. Right. Uh, But I do want to see that trial by combat. Grey Worm challenging Jon Snow. All right following right the obviously the murder of Daenerys at the end of season eight right like that that's something i was clamoring for after it happened i'm like okay you know how you can save this season is have that trial by combat with john versus gray worm that'd be unbelievable unbelievable type of content uh but i'm ex- I, I am excited i i don't know if i necessarily trust i don't know who's writing it i don't i i doubt it's Benny Off and Weiss, I don't think they're going to be involved as much, maybe as an executive producer. Uh, I know R.R. Martin is not going to be involved. So, like, what direction are they going to take? All I know is, all I know is, I trust Kid Harrington in this role. Right. And whether you like him or not, whether you think he can carry the franchise or not, he's a two time Emmy winner and he knows how to play this character better than anything he's ever done in his life. Right. He's been doing it since 2011. He's been doing it since 2011. He knows what he's doing. All right, so stop shitting on Kit. He's my boy, all right? And I like this for him, going beyond Marvel, going back to what he actually adored doing in the first place. He got a little, like, turned off after everyone hated on the season 7 and 8 of Game of Thrones. But, man, people forget how much that show took over. Took over the world. Took over the world. All right, let's keep moving with the checkup. Let's move on to Obi-Wan Kenobi news. Deborah Chow right, the director of Obi-Wan, says there are more stories to tell for a potential Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. She says, quote, I think the story was very much conceived to be its own standalone, end quote. But there was also a quote coming from uh, Ewan McGregor himself today saying he would love to uh, explore more stories with Obi-Wan and he hopes that this this is not his final time playing the Jedi. So, Ricky Flex, do you want to see a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi?
0: It all depends on what happens this Wednesday in the season finale. Yeah, we got to wait. It all hinges on that. Because if they directly tie it into episode four, A New Hope, then no, I don't want to see. I don't care how many stories you could tell. Then that would just make no sense. All right. I just want everything to make sense. It would be awesome, especially with him getting back to his prime. Right. So hopefully they can confirm season two, similar to like Loki did in the post credit scene. After season one, the final season finale and season one, they confirmed a season two. Maybe they do the same thing here, and the second season kind of just leads, or the, the season kind of just leans into a second season with Darth Vader still like available.
1: That's the thing. Like if you have a season two of Obi-Wan, is he gonna fight Darth Vader again? And to just, me, I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can fight Darth Vader again. It can't just be like repeated over and over in my opinion what's going to happen is that after darth vader basically you have this finale you have the one-on-one vader versus kenobi i think the next villain will be darth maul in the next season of obi-wan kenobi that is on the table following the end of Han Solo and guess what you want to do something else you want to incorporate Alden Ehrenreich again maybe as Han Solo put him inside the Obi-Wan series maybe for a scene or two all right although Obi-Wan it doesn't really match up with episode four as I'm saying that out loud but Darth Vader as the villain it's not going to improve upon the fact that you had Darth Vader in this first season but it's the next best thing it's the next best thing so Darth Maul I can see actually happening
0: yeah, and last, uh, wait, no, not last episode, but the episode before when they're at the Inquisitor's Fortress and they're like hinting out a lot of uh, rebels like in that tomb, you know? Yep. hinting at rebels, famously Darth Maul back in rebels, right? And they come back there. I don't know how it makes sense, but I could see them trying to figure out a way that it would be better than having Darth Vader round two, probably, because you just don't want to repeat and like. You know, just kind of wearing out the character. Even though You can't just
1: keep facing Darth Vader. Yeah, I think that.
0: you got to evolve. And especially the hype from it, like that, ever since the show got announced and Darth Vader was confirmed to be in it first time since episode three, Revenge of the Sith, that h- hype expectations just cannot be matched again, no matter what they do this Wednesday. So I think you just have to move on.
1: Can't overdo Vader. Can't overdo Vader. You had to keep That's what's depressed. so good about
0: him. Right. It's so rare and has all like, especially lately. It's like the Rogue opposite of this. what
1: DC has been doing with Joker. <laughs> like Joker just abusing the character. You can't abuse Darth Yeah, Vader. And
0: we're not doing like a Darth Vader spinoff. So it's, I love that. Love it.
1: All right. So moving on with the checkup here. Where do we want to go next? We got a first look at Ryan Gosling as Ken and Greta Gerwig's Barbie, July 21st, 2023 release. Ricky Flex instant reactions to seeing Ken, Ryan Gosling as Ken the next part man. we
0: all know ryan gosling is a man rocket and we've all seen uh crazy stupid love the guy is very fit literally looks like a doll we all knew this was a great casting but the hair what are we doing with the hair jesus that,
1: christ ricky he looks so weird that, <laughs> that hair so weird.
0: that hair looks terrible and I, I what it leads me to believe here is that like we've heard like this might be a multiverse movie or just a lot of different kens right so I think I put
1: the I put the multiverse theory out there. I don't think but, there's any there's any any uh, logic but, to
0: that. Like, <laughs> but he might be like a punk rock, like a punk Ken. That's what I'm getting with this jean jacket vibe. Douchebag. Yeah, douche <laughs> and this and this is a Greta Gruber. Like, is I don't think there's like a rating on it yet, but this could be like PG-13 R. Probably PG thirteen. It's gonna
1: be PG thirteen, probably.
0: Yeah, so I can definitely see him being a jerk, and I don't know if we'll see that evolve, and or he'll just be a jerk the whole time. I don't know.
1: <laughs> R rated Barbie.
0: Be <laughs> <laughs> kind of nuts, but uh, Crazy. yeah, I don't know. I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but you know, I have faith in Greta Gerwig, Gossling, Margot Robbie. So,
1: I I loved the first pick that came out. First still of Margot, she looked great as Barbie going beyond that seeing ken she's like wow he looks like he had a spray tan and a half he's got like that that fold over hair that like most people associate with like f boys that yeah. are in the united states <laughs> i don't know how to describe him. it's just like people that you don't want to associate with Uh, but i guess like he looks perfect for the role if he's supposed to be like a d-bag right right <laughs> i think he's i think he's really nailing it i think they're really pulling it off uh but yeah, I, I think we got to wait till we see the other like Barbies and like the Kens in this world. Like, um, I don't want to make any assumptions about this movie because I think it's going to be smarter than we assume. And I don't want to sound like an idiot because I like Greta Gerwig's a smart director and uh, she knows what she's doing in terms of themes and messages from her movie, like director of obviously Lady Bird, Little Woman. She knows what she's doing. So I'm not going to like judge it too harshly, but I can couldn't I can confidently say he's a (laughs) douchebag like from that picture that's all i can say
0: agreed all
1: right moving on with the checkup ezra miller will reportedly not be a part of any future dc projects after the flash uh quote regardless if there are more allegations or not end quote from an inside dc source there's currently been no decision made on how to deal with their involvement in the flash okay so ezra miller probably not returning as a flash any surprise there ricky Flex?
0: Good riddance. Good riddance. Get him
1: the F out of here, bro. Get him out.
0: So. I think there's only one thing left to do. I think we get rid of Aquaman too, maybe.
1: The whole movie?
0: No, no, no. Aquaman, like T-O-O. Like after this movie, just do a new Aquaman. Just get rid of all the Zack Snyder related people. Yeah.
1: I agree, actually.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. I know Wonder Woman's reboot. still here. So I, think just get yeah. Gadot, I think we need a full reboot. Gone.
1: Gal Gadot gone. Reboot. we
0: Yeah, that's what I think. If this is official, which I think it is, I think that's what we have to do.
1: I think you're right, Ricky Flicks. I think you're right. Ezra Miller was going to be like the the Kickstarter to, I guess, like the rebooting of the MCU with the multiverse. But who PC. knew he would potentially be rebooting his own character.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's like flashpoint. Like you said, like this was supposed to be the reboot, and the face of the reboot is gone. I think you just, just need to just get this out it. before it starts. Before it starts, get rid of it. What? And I, I think it's, you have I think to. Think it's just, too late. No, no, I mean like this movie has to happen. Somewhere like the Snyder Cut has to happen. Aquaman two has to happen. Shazam two. Shazam. I think as long as they don't incorporate what? these characters, I know you are not a fan. I'm just saying.
1: No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have Michael Keaton as a centerpiece of the Flash. What's he appearing in? He's in Batgirl officially. So that movie's gonna happen. Right? HBO Max with JK Simmons. So like it's just actually like it's not even feasible. It's uh, I think the, too many wheels are already set in motion, Ricky Flex, to end everything.
0: I know you- late. they they're they're screwed.
1: <laughs> it's done
0: nikes i think so then if you if we go up they're screwed right that means you replace them people that want grant gustin the flash cw character i think shouldn't watch another superhero movie ever again we do not want a cw soap opera type character playing in the dceu okay and the, the man's been doing it for 10 seasons does he want to keep doing it I know people like Tom Holland say, I'll play Spider Man for 30 years. No, they don't. They're just saying that to make you feel happy. So please, let's not mention that anymore. But who do you replace Ezra Miller with? I have no idea. I would love to see Tom Holland. So you're going to Tom Holland. He would be a great Barry Allen. But hey, Ricky, so
1: here's the deal. Like, you're not going to recast a Batman for the DCEU because you got Pattinson <laughs> in his own universe.
0: It's Super a disaster.
1: Henry Cavill not returning probably in his own movie. He was reportedly supposed to return as in a supporting role, maybe in Shazam, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe in Black Adam that we don't know. Going beyond that, you have Wonder Woman, which, what, 1984 absolutely bombed uh, critically.
0: They delayed Wonder um, Woman 3. Ezra
1: Miller, Dunzo. I mean, Jason Momoa is the only one that's safe, but how many people, and, but you had Amber Heard, obviously, a part of that movie. It's all plagued. This this universe is cursed. Yeah, I was about to say and, cursed. I think, I, not how I'm thinking about it, have Keaton be in the Flash, uh, the Row movie, then end it after Batgirl. Yes. And then Black Adam makes no associations with the rest of the DCEU, zero. And then Black Adam, you can stem off of that. And Shazam, Where's Shazam. Shazam's Remember Shazam
0: didn't show Superman, they just showed the Superman suit, they didn't show who it is, right? And like Shazam, the first movie. They so referenced do Batman anything. as well. But like, yeah, they mentioned Batman, but like we don't have one yet. So it's I not think too it's strong.
1: Fine. It's not too strong of a connection. yeah,
0: so I think we're fine there. I just I think we need a reboot so bad. That's and cool. that oh god, ever since I just that, think
1: literally all investments for DC, this is how the future looks. DC, Black Adam, Shazam, they do their own thing. You have the Batman universe. Create your own Superman universe. That is it. Do not touch anything else. Leave it be. You have the two most profitable superheroes in history with Batman and Superman. Work on those. You get the biggest movie star on the planet who wants to play an anti-hero with Black Adam. Okay, give him his adversary with Shazam. Leave that be. See how they both do. Don't interconnect anything. Let them do their thing. And that's us remember that's my this.
0: Advice. And then let's also remember this. Batgirl, HBO Max. It's an yes. HBO Max movie. So it could just be a separate thing. And Green Lantern Corps
1: is coming out. I forgot about that.
0: Satana. Remember Satana with Emerald Finale
1: There's a lot. And like, and oh, Dude, what's his face? Abrams. Abrams is like also slacking on how many DC projects he's supposed to be Uh producing remember that story that came out about a week ago right we talked
0: about that and i think that a lot of those can go bye-bye too yeah get rid
1: of all of it get rid of all of it focus on batman and superman that's all you need and the rock
0: i'm not rooting for a jason momoa or something crazy to happen but i think yes aquaman 2 can make a billion dollars it won't but uh, it can make a billion dollars i still would say scratch it wow or just like make it separate, like, okay, they're never doing a team up again. Just forget everything. Do you think people will boy,
1: boycott the movie because Amber Heard is in it? Is she officially uh, not in it yet? I don't think that's official.
0: Uh, it's not official, but allegedly, she didn't have a lot of screen time in it, anyways.
1: If she was in it, they might get boycotted. I wonder how it's going to do. The first one made obviously a billion dollars worldwide. Can it actually make like 800 million? 800 million, maybe? Like, the Batman the didn't
0: allure? make $800 million. I know that was still like Omicron, right. but...
1: What is the allure to this universe, the DCEU, other than The Rock?
0: Moa, I guess. To see how bad they'll fail. There's a, that allure. This is sad.
1: This is sad. You look at Marvel, it's like literally been operating at a high for the last, what, 14 years?
0: Since oh, wait, Yeah. Or no, oh, 09. Oh, nine. Oh, wait, Iron oh, wait. oh wait, oh wait. Thank you.
1: Crazy. All right, let's keep moving here. So we also have Guy Ritchie set to direct Disney's live-action Hercules remake with the Russo brothers set to produce. We already knew the Russo brothers were going to pr- uh, produce this. Guy Ritchie at the helm. He pr- previously directed Aladdin for Disney. All right, starring Will Smith as the genie. What are your thoughts on Guy Ritchie directing a Hercules movie?
0: Talk about a man that's busy, very busy. He's he loves to work. So this hercules movie like i remember you wrote a blog like right you wrote a blog on this right who's early to driving asked? this
1: is like the first blog i ever wrote
0: yeah so like this has been in the works for a while just no director attached we finally get one i forget who you have for playing hercules Doc ray montgomery oh yeah right that's such a good one yeah um but yeah i i have some other names too let's see speaking about momoa he could he could be one uh, someone that's jacked, right, and like very personable. Or you can go the opposite, like Alexander Skarsgard. Like just Jesus. go with them. Northman, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, who else? Too old. They got like we like Zach Efron. Like then the
1: person who is playing Hercules, me and you have never heard. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a young person that's about eighteen to twenty-four years old that we don't know.
0: Well, Charlie, I will say Guy Ritchie. Who does you like? Charlie Hunnam. Maybe a comeback for he's him. like he's
1: like almost 40. You can't you can't be casting guys that are almost 40. Like everyone you listen is at least mid 30s. <laughs>
0: I'm still Docker Montgomery, but yeah. Yeah, I'm he's, afraid it's he's, gonna be you.
1: I, he's like 29, right? He's young. You pull it off. Uh, yeah, I think that could work, but you need like someone that you can have for multiple movies, like someone that's gonna be a young person that matches the young vibe of Hercules that grows into the role. I feel like that's perfect. I think uh, if they don't pick Danny DeVito, right, to come back, we riot. But, like I, I think it's over. I think, we boycott. I think, yeah, we we boycott again. How many times have we boycotted? Like Disney, <laughs> we've done that a couple of times on this podcast. And I don't think our follow through <laughs> is very strong. So Russo brothers directing uh, a guy. No, sorry, producing Guy Ritchie. I don't love as a director of Hercules. Fast paced. Like crime type of movies, he's so associated with like street crime type movies. I'm afraid it's gonna be like Aladdin. Think about the Gentleman, and then you have Aladdin, which is fast paced as well. Like he doesn't do great with like kids or like franchise type movies. He's better like with his own type of movie that he conceives of. It doesn't work as well when he has something that is candid to him, and he's Uh, supposed to adopt his style to it.
0: I'm definitely thinking like when I hear Guy Ritchie hercules i'm more thinking clash of the titans or wrath of the titans with sam worthington that's like the type of vibe i'm getting and i don't particularly love that and i didn't like the live action remake of aladdin and there's allegedly a second one coming but i don't know how they would do that to be honest with the will smith thing going on right now so I, I agree with you but me it could be has have some cool action sequences that's what guy Ritchie is good at but yeah very odd especially with disney because guy Ritchie's great like the gentleman like just like pg-13 like, like he's hercules
1: good. is like mythology you're supposed to be slow paced like when you think of gladiator you think of like i know like gladiator it's not about yeah, it mythology necessarily but uh, we're talking about like roman empire and things like that you think about like glorification and like god richie is more like move one scene to the next quick pan here we go bah, 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 bah. that doesn't happen with hercules you gotta like soak in the moment like if i was to have someone directing hercules i'd probably ask the russo brothers to not produce it to direct it or maybe both Remember guy
0: it. Ritchie did king arthur that wasn't very good and that's a historical period piece Didn't didn't see it
1: i never saw that one
0: charlie hunted my boy but he if that wasn't his fault kind of <laughs> it was just all over the place it was terrible
1: i'm trying to think who else would direct it who else i would like say okay let's give this a go
0: I don't trust the Russo's brothers for the record. I like, feel like Taika Waititi
1: would actually be great at like a Hercules movie when you have like a centaur type figure. You think about what he's done with like Thor. Thor, but also like centaur. Like I'm talking about like these mytho- mythological fi- like figures. Maybe he would get too zany, too goofy with it. Let's get Ridley but Scott should, back in the mix. But he you would capture Rady. that kid-like vibe. There should be like a kid-like vibe to the Hercules movie. The times we've seen Hercules since, like obviously the animated movie, we've seen him with Kellen Lutz and the rock and they've been very serious movies can you capture the same vibe as the animated movie but put into live action that's what disney's looking for
0: i have another bad like movie that i'm thinking about from this and it's robin hood with Taryn edgerton jamie fox like i'm just getting bad Is that guy but-
1: richie as well <laughs> yeah
0: i think so no way no uh, way that was
1: him as well don't don't you
0: dare say that. Okay, it wasn't good. Uh, no,
1: but you but but the thing is, you assumed it was, so like that's a bad sign. Who directed it? I'm looking. You know what I mean, though. Like it does seem like a guy Ritchie movie. Yes, it does, which is a terrible sign. Otto Butthurst. Yeah, the guy will never direct. Fifteen
0: percent in Rotten Tomatoes. The guy will
1: direct the movie for the rest of his life. All right. Let's move on to the last part of the checkup here. Chris Evans said he would love to return as the Human Torch via the multiverse. He said, quote, that would actually be an easier sell to me than coming back as Cap. You know what I mean? Cap is so precious to me, end quote. Uh, I think it's inevitable at some point he comes back as Captain America, but he also missed his chance at playing the Human Torch in Doctor Strange, Strange the Multiverse Madness.
0: But would he have been? Like, the Human Torch wouldn't have been... Like, why would he be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Magic? Because
1: Chris Evans is box office, and he means so much to the MCU.
0: But like, I guess like just making sense. I don't think it makes sense if he was in it. I think like, like it's put him still on the possible.
1: council, so it's not like it's just a variant of the Human Torch. You know, it's just like Black Bolt. Who would you rather see, Chris Evans or Anthony? Right, Miles but
0: Black Bolt? Human Torch isn't like a Black Bolt. Yeah, Reed, it's, which it's which not comic smart.
1: accurate. It's not comic accurate. All that stuff. But I mean, like honestly, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Put them on the put them on that.
0: Hey, I want to see it. I'm a. Did you fan ever read the...
1: those comic books? on um, like the the what's it called? The uh, Illuminati. Did you ever read those? No. No.
0: So who cares? Put them on there. <laughs> I want to see him. In... All right, all right. Just the same. You piece have Mister
1: Fantastic, so you need like one of each person. So it's like you can't have like two Fantastic Four members on the council. Just like you can't have two X Men characters like Charles Xavier and Mario can't be on the council together. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. Yeah, completely agree. And no, I just for the record, like I love him as the Human Torch. Like my, I think my only time I've ever done a birthday party at a movie theater, or I didn't even do it at a theater. Like I did a birthday party at the house, and then we went to see Fantastic Four. And then we came straight back, yeah. and it was yeah, it was for Fantastic Four. I still think it's a good movie. I don't care.
1: That came out like the same era as like, but like I would see the original Fantastic Four over Ghost Rider ten times out of ten.
0: Yeah, I actually like it. I, I do like that movie, and I think he's a big part of why I like it. And, of course, there's things that are just like Very cringeworthy. Casting in that
1: movie, like almost like two on point. Like, it is perfect casting for that movie. Very for the
0: chickless, Alba, like unreal. Right. Gro- speaking, uh, of Ghost Rider, speaking of what? Ghost Rider, Nick Cage almost played Dr. Doom.
1: In the original Fantastic Four? Yes. He would have been great. But they, I think the guy who actually played him in the original Fantastic Four was also pretty good.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see Doctor Doom as the big bad going forward here, but it seems like Kang will be. But we'll see. We'll see. And the MCU, we got time. You know
1: I mean. We got time. All right, trailer roundup real quick. We got a first look at On It as Marilyn Monroe in Blonde with a teaser trailer. The film releases on September 23rd. We have a date on Netflix. Anticipated to be rated NC-17. Takeaways from this first teaser.
0: She, she looks the part. They got the famous stills going, right? A lot, of, like a lot of side by side comparisons we're seeing on social media with this Andrew Dominic. Like the, the rating, yes, it is shocking, right? It's do rated R, but it kind of makes sense. Like you know, sending a Dominic. Message. Yeah, they're, exactly. They're sending a message, and uh, you know who else is in this movie is Adrian Brody. They didn't show him, right? Or did they? No, I forget. No, no,
1: no. This was all about Marilyn Monroe.
0: Yeah, they didn't show him. Uh, And uh, who else is in this movie? Uh, Crap. Joe DiMaggio, the guy from uh, Vinyl.
1: Bobby Cannavale?
0: Yeah, he's playing Joe DiMaggio in this. Like, there's a lot of things we haven't seen. This teaser Joe just basically said, okay, look at Ana de Armas. She looks exactly like Marilyn Monroe, and we're going to show the famous stuff. But we don't know anything. This was a great teaser, I thought. Like I think, so I think it's the definition of what you want to see. And again, Andrew Dominic, with the rating, it's surprising, but like, I thought it was going to be R anyways, like assassination of Jesse James, um, killing them softly, like just all these dark, dark movies. Like it makes sense. I just good think that. Though. Yeah. Good movies. Netflix. Like this is going to be the same day as don't worry, darling. Okay. So this is going to be a very interesting weekend. Like you're going to, stay at home and watch under the Armist, like this bigger than The movie.
1: sex icons we got harry for styles harry styles versus, in florence versus, on the big screen yeah but harry styles versus like obviously on the armist like that's it's, gonna be great her coming off deep water with Affleck at hulu my god it's something man you know what this teaser reminded me he was actually elvis uh, mm. similar time period capturing like iconic moments. Like you got like Elvis, Austin Butler standing on his toes, like wiggling his hips, like shaking his hips. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of like what we we're going for the Good same call. thing here with Anna de Armas. Like you or like her with like the, the first thing you see is like the, the, the dress flapping in the air, like her in like basically the undergarments, like grabbing her chest and things like that. Like, I don't know. I feel also like this is on the Armas, almost like Fastbender as Steve Jobs, where she doesn't look really. If you look at her, she's like, yeah, she doesn't look like Marilyn Monroe. But like, is she going to capture the way she acts, the way she moves in a way where she becomes synonymous with the character? Like that's what Fastbender did. That was so good. Like he would, he nailed everything but the look. And you believed who he was. Can she do that? Can she nail the look, the sound of Marilyn Monroe without looking like Marilyn Monroe? That it's right. going it's, 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 it's to push her in terms of how good of an actress she is.
0: You're coming with the analogies today. I love it. I boom, I, boom, I, I boom. agree. And did you, by the way, did you hear what Bos Norman said about Elvis? He said there's a four-hour uh, cut out there.
1: I am ne- I would never watch that. <laughs> I, would like, never watch. I mean, the movie's like three hours, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's only an that's hour. That's actually more.
0: a good question, too. But at the end of the day, this is a great, I think this was a great teaser. I think you're right on your analysis, too. Um, but I, I actually am looking forward to this. And I think the full trailer, like, are we going to see Adrian Brody? Are we going to see a Joe DiMaggio? Like, I think that's going to be the next thing here is, like, how influential would the, these other parts be? Um, I think it's it's going to be interesting here. And Elvis is two hours and 39 minutes, by the way.
1: That's, I knew it was going to be long. I'm not surprised that Cannavale is playing him, though. It's actually not a bad casting, right? Super Italian dude, all right? He's, he's like, he almost is like the prototypical dude do cast in old-time Italian roles. Bobby Cannavale, mm. Irishman. <laughs> then now we got obviously Blonde. Good call. All right. Any final comments on the news or the checkup before we wrap up today, Ricky Flex?
0: Just to say this one uh, quickly Elvis, Toy Forgot, like we mentioned, Dakar Montgomery, also in that. Maggie Jillenhall, Cody, Cody Smith-, Smith McPhee. Cody Smith McPhee. Uh, Olivia DeJong, who's also in the staircase, was just in the staircase as well. Just like this cast is not just Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. We got some depth here. And right now it's still hovering at 79%. Uh Rotten Tomatoes. Is
1: it certified yet or no?
0: It, oh, it's 81% actually. 67 wow. reviews. So not certified yet. But how many we'll reviews? See, uh 67. So oh, it's man. it's almost there. What but heck? uh that's what's coming up this weekend. So I'm really I've been waiting for this movie. We're all we're all in on the Austin Butler hype train. Like we've been in. So this is gonna be the one where it's like, all right confirm this to the rest of the world for us
1: a lot of great stuff coming up on the drive-in podcast feed okay along with that we also have our obi-wan kenobi finale recap coming later on this week dropping thursday anticipate some darth vader talk anticipate some reva talk anticipate potential season two of obi-wan talk all right and but and i mean are we gonna see and mcgregor in at a At the peak of his powers, are we going to see him back as the one and only Obi-Wan that we once knew and loved? Stay tuned to find out. Oh, Make sure you are following wherever you're listening to the podcast right now. Make sure you are tuned in to our YouTube and subscribe for clips on a weekly basis in case you miss anything that happens on the pod during the week. And make sure you follow us on on Twitter and Instagram at The Drive-In Pod for all the latest news and also for the greatest and most hilarious content in the history of movie podcasting. So that's going to do it for Dr. Owen Ricky Flex. Until next time, we will spell you.